this is Leslie. And this is Michelle. And this is Two Covers. One book. So what's going on with you since the last time we chatted? I did a 24-hour readathon <laughs> yesterday and it did not last 24 hours. I crashed. <laughs> I only made it 19 hours. Hey, that's still really good though. I read three books fully. Good. A Marvelous Light, mm-hmm. The Death of Jane Lawrence, and then I read Black Cake. All of them were good. I thought they were all good. The first two, 3.5. The last one was four stars. I got like a little over halfway through. Some girls do. I did not like it, so I dropped it. <laughs> so yeah, the end and I went to sleep because I had a headache from the crying. <laughs> My shoulder is killing me. I don't know if I laid weird on it since I laid literally the entire day. It hurts so bad. Probably. But that's how my day went. Well, that's good. (laughs) Remind me what Black Cake is about, because I remember you talking and being really excited about that one. Okay, that one, it is about Benny and Byron, their siblings. Their mom dies, and they have to come together. Haven't seen each other in years since a Thanksgiving where there was an argument. And they have a videotape that their mom left, Mm -hmm. and it talks about her past, about her growing up and everything. It was really good. I cried multiple times. I didn't go in knowing fully what was going to happen. And a lot happened that I wasn't expecting, but it was really good. Definitely best book I've read this year. And I've read five. Hey, congratulations. You're ahead of me. (laughs) I've been on a roll. It's not going to last long though. Every January, (laughs) start off real strong. And then it slowly dwindles. And then at the end of the year, it picks back up again. I feel that. So far, I've only completed three books this year, and I'm working on my fourth independent read, which Mm -hmm. is Hooked. It's a contemporary romance, but it's one where the villain gets the happy ending. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited about that because I love books where the villains end up with their happily ever after because I love the villains a lot more than the heroes. I do enjoy when the villains are the main character, especially when you don't know that they're the villain. Mm-hmm. big plot twist give me any type of book where the main character is like a morally gray person and it's going to be my absolute favorite because they're just so much more complex mm-hmm. like their backgrounds and how they got to where they are and a lot of it it kind of scares me in a way not really but it kind of does because you can see yourself in them more than the heroes because mm-hmm. you're just like okay well you know if you look at it from point of view I could have done the same thing. I just made different right. choices. Like, for example, I know Marvel is like a huge, huge thing. And if you look into it, you really can't relate to any of the superheroes. I don't know quite as much about Marvel as I do DC mm-hmm. because I'm obsessed with the Batman universe, but mm-hmm. it's mainly because of the villain. Oh, yeah. The villains are definitely better. Like my absolute favorite villain is Harley Quinn. And if you knew her backstory, it's, she was this top of the line psychiatrist who worked with like the worst of the worst criminals, which is how she met Joker. And mm-hmm. she ended up falling for him, which is the very thing that she was taught in all of her learning, getting her psychology degree to work against. It's fascinating and I love it. I feel like the superheroes, they have way more personality and so do the villains. In the comics, mm-hmm. mainly if I am just thinking about Marvel, because I have no, I don't think I've ever read a DC comic, even though I really should. Well, if you ever read a DC comic, I highly recommend The Killing Joke, which gives you Joker's backstory. I do want to read more comics this year. I always read a bunch of manga, and I've been reading a few graphic novels, 
but I haven't read many like of the more popular comics. I've kind of like slacked off on my comic reading and picked mm-hmm. up more manga. And then there's a new graphic novel called Lore mm-hmm. Olympus. Yeah. That webtoons. actually started out as a webtoon. And now the webtoon is on like a four month break and it's killing me because it left off with such a cliffhanger. So I'm probably just going to go back and start from the beginning and reread the whole thing. Heartstopper, which is now a best-selling graphic novel. It started on Webtoons, or at least I found it on Webtoons. Mm -hmm. Loved it. And now that it is actually in print, I need to buy it because it's super good. I'm also currently reading the Crescent City novel, House of Earth and Blood, with a book club of mine. It's slow go. Like, we pick it up and we'll set a certain number of pages to read. And then we start reading and it just gets kind of slow. And we're like, let's drop back the number a little bit. (laughs) This book is taking a little bit longer than the last Mm -hmm. one we read, which Mm -hmm. was Carval, which was amazing. And I really got to sit down and find time to read Legendary, which is the second one mm-hmm. in the trilogy. Oh, so you're not reading them together. I'm really excited about that story. No. If we read a series, we'll only read the first one together. Oh. That way we're not dedicating so much time to one particular series. And I mean, all four of us that are in this book club have different tastes as far as books go. There's three of us that are pretty similar and what we like but one of the girls kind of like you in a sense she's not huge on like the romance and the fantasy Mm -hmm. and everything she's more into like murder (laughs) we're both currently reading the death note manga too because it has more details i want to buy it (laughs) but i need that's the next one that i want to buy I am, along with my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry, which I started yesterday. I'm also reading The Darkness Outside Us. I have not got very far. It's kind of slow right now. And then I'm listening to the audiobook of Room by Emma Donahue, which is about the five-year-old Jack and his mom. It's the story of them escaping where they've been kidnapped, kind of. And um, it's really good. I'm almost done with it. It's so good. The best audiobook I've listened to probably ever, honestly. I'm planning on going on a business trip this week. I'm not quite sure how long it's going to last, but I'm going to be taking a few books that I can read in my hotel room. So we'll see how I get through. So you want to get into talking about this book? Yes. What is your current rating? Do you I want guess to guess. Or... And I, do you want to guess mine first? Do you want me to guess yours first? I'll guess yours first. I'm going to say you had it at a 3.5 last time. And from what I've read of it, I'm going to say your opinion has went down. So I'll put you at a three. Just play it. It went down to a two. Oh, it it went down that much. I did not enjoy what we read at all. Uh, I mean, there were good parts, but I don't think I've been so annoyed. Had a book and also the fact that I had to stop <laughs> reading and I couldn't get through where we ended. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to guess that you have dropped to a 3.5 because I don't feel like you've dropped too much, but I do think you probably dropped a little. Yeah, you got it. I'm currently rating it a 3.5. It's average. I mean, it's not great, but what I've read didn't impact me as negatively as it seems to have you you know how I feel about things (laughs) I do (laughs) I do that's kind of what I 
wanted to discuss because there was a certain part in there that I read and I'm just like Michelle is not gonna like this no it made me there was no point to that it was so dumb it made me so mad I literally wrote a note that said this book is so stupid I don't even know what this book's about anymore because honestly like I thought it was was different I mean I I feel like I'm starting to get the gist of what it's about maybe just I like hardly any character I have very neutral feelings towards Nora which there's so many many. I have very neutral (laughs) feelings for her because she has depression and I've been there but every character outside of her yeah no could we just should just start with peppermint tea with her brother yeah we can just start going through there is something he said (laughs) hated this character he says cats are too disobedient dogs know their place Mm. this has been discussed a lot about people who don't like cats and it's because they can't control them yes he was mad at her about not joining the band because she left the band on her own accord and not on his he is her manager or whatever for the first life she's in and since we read Mm -hmm. and he's controlling i don't like people who are controlling he does not like when things Mm -hmm. don't go his way yeah you could see that from like her root life because he got so upset at her for quitting the band such a selfish character Mm -hmm. we this is obviously Nora's story and maybe if it was his story and we were talking about him and saying things from his side it wouldn't feel quite as selfish because he has a similar background to her so this is probably his way of coping right but I am not on his side I am on Nora's side and I don't like him and as someone who has experienced things your trauma is not an excuse to be a jerk right and I mean it's one of those things I don't agree with him, but I could also see why he would kind of be mm-hmm. more of a jerk. Because from what I've read, it seems like their parents, the dad specifically, really didn't give him much oh, attention yeah. or anything. He was solely focused on Nora. Yes, and but again, trauma is not an excuse, but at the same time, you can kind of get a little yes. sympathy for him. I do him feel sympathy there. for his childhood. And I don't remember if the book said anything about his coming out. I don't know if he had, um, if the family reacted negatively to that. I know that it's mentioned. That's why he was, he acted certain ways. And I know that he had alcohol abuse problems. That's how he coped with things. So I do. I get it. I feel for him. And it's not an excuse, excuse especially when you are a full grown adult. When you're a kid, it's different. Yes. But exactly you should know better by now and if it's that hard Mm -hmm. then you don't have to be in her life like he didn't need an excuse to Mm -hmm. cut her out no and I mean that's pretty much how it went he did cut her out which is one of the things that she suffered from and you know that's kind of the overwhelming theme of this book is choices the choices we make have different impacts and I don't know it's weird trying to think from his point of view like the choices he could have made there how it would have Mm -hmm. changed her life because all we see are the choices that she makes and how they impact her life she's a very dependent person she She everything she does is there's this person that I'm letting down or in this life I don't have music and I don't have art and philosophy but I have my brother like it's so 
but you kind of, you have to let people go. If they don't want to be in your life, they don't want to be in your life. It doesn't really matter. People have their own reasonings. Personally, her brother cutting her out to me. Probably was one of the best things for her. She just didn't see it that way. And it's probably one of the best things for him too, because if you really have that much resentment towards your sibling, there's no reason to stay around them. And that was his decision to make. Mm -hmm. And he made it like, yes, it's hard, but if they don't want you, they don't want you. It's not you. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be a trend too, that I've seen like throughout the different lives that we read Mm -hmm. in this section there seems to always be something about him that he's resenting yes. her for. He has issues he needs to work through. It's not her as a person. It's what she represents for him. And she just needs to to let that go. She regrets things and not all of them should be regrets. Like it's not just her. Yeah. It's these other people also. Exactly. And she's already seen in the past that going with Dan and going with Izzy still is not going to help her out out of all these choices that she's made so far they've all been like big regrets but at the same time she still hasn't chose the music life none of these were for her exactly it was all making other people happy I let my cat down by my cat dying this is for my cat choose you like choose you the cat still still died everything still happened you chose Dan, you ended up with a man who cheated on you, who was unhappy, and you were unhappy. Yep. Put yourself mm-hmm. first. It's okay. Yes. It doesn't make you a selfish person. And like her being so selfless kind of makes her selfish because she's blaming, she partly is blaming herself for letting people down, but she's also putting the pressure on them to like make her happy. Yeah. And she does finally get to the point where she realizes, oh, you know, I've got to make myself happy. But right now, what we're going through, she hasn't. hasn't. It's all still something else. And another thing that I've noticed, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about it, is in each life that she goes into, she has no idea what's going on. Like, you would think she would at least have some type of memory. Like, she'd still be self-aware and be like, oh, okay, this is, you know, a life I could have chosen and had that internal monologue. But at the same time, you would think she would at least be able to have the memories that preceded her going into that life. That makes sense to me, especially after we meet someone in one of the chapters coming up. Mm -hmm. How can you jump into someone's life knowing absolutely nothing? You can't tell me that you can wing it that good. You don't know your financial situation. No. You don't know where you live unless you start in your house. You don't know where your job is. You don't know your relationship to anybody. That's and I know that life. the library had mentioned that when you go into this life, you become the person that life, like you have those memories. But when you're trying mm-hmm. these lives on, I feel like you should know what's going on. Even if you don't know everything. Yeah. But she's going in completely clueless. She remembers them after she leaves them. But going into it, she has no idea. And I mean, some of the people that she's met in the past lives that she's visited, when she chose the life where she went with Izzy to Australia, how was she to know that Izzy died? She couldn't work through that grief because it was so fresh when that version of her had already worked through it. So of course, she's going to be unhappy because she's having to go through a completely new sense of grief that should have already happened she's going into lives 
that she doesn't have to choose. I don't understand why she is so upset about finding out that people die in these lives. It's not her life and she doesn't have to choose that life. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be quite as shell-shocked. Like, I don't think it would hurt as bad to find out these people died because I would just, I would just not choose that life. Yeah. She knows that the possibilities are endless. So there is a universe out there when everybody's dead and it's just her. I don't know. I think it's more of just a shock to go into a life that you're going in with that person as kind of a main player and then realizing they're not even there. That's true. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I honestly feel like she should just have at least a few of the memories that has built up to the point that she enters into it because her being clueless is kind of starting to get on my nerves. I feel like she should have some warning before she goes in. I know it's supposed to, the whole thing is you have to live to learn. You have to live life to understand. But versions of her have lived that life. I don't know. Like her entire experience in this library, it doesn't seem very fair. Mm-hmm. isn't the whole point to make her want to live I would yeah. not want to do any of these lives because I wouldn't know what's going on even though I know that eventually I would find out if I actually chose it but at the same time I would want to know yeah am I homeless do I have a good job do I like my job where's my family what does mm-hmm. my friend group look like I don't know what year this is supposed to be that she's living in but I'm going to assume it's close to the year we're in currently. First thing I would Probably. do would be get on my phone and look at my contacts and my bank information and yes. my social media. Yeah, there's a few of the lives that she's been in where she's like, oh, I have the newest iPhone or here, let me do a quick Google search of myself. Why does she, she do that anyways? She's just such a lifeless character. She's just so blank. I feel for her because I've been there and I understand what it's like, but she doesn't, like, she doesn't feel like a real character. Mm -mm. It feels like she's still trying to depend on too many people. Like she's depending on the librarian to tell her what to do and where to go and how to feel. She has already had so many situations where she, where she does her TED talk and she talks about how the problem is life, right? These are the things I've learned. Life isn't awful. We make choices. Like she's already learned this lesson. She had a TED talk on the lesson she learned. But she's still not applying it to her own life. You've learned the lesson, but you have not talk about learning it, but she's still not learning it. Not a lot of character development. The entire story is about character development. There is development happening for the character, but it doesn't feel deep for the subject that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It just feels yeah. superficial. superficial. So I think at the end of that life that... She's living as the Olympic swimmer. She starts to kind of give up. Did you get that impression? She's so over the life. I don't know if it's because she saw her Mm -hmm. pills and she realized that she was still depressed. I don't understand why that life is so bad for her. I wouldn't choose it to live in, but I wouldn't have such a negative reaction to it, I don't think. Yeah, because it's like she completely gave up because when she goes back to the library, it's that whole chapter uh, system error where it's like the library is crashing and... She's basically chosen to die and give up on everything. The choices we make shape our lives and we have to choose this and live like this. And then she's just like, okay, I'm over it. Because life is terrifying and my life sucks and it's never going to get better. You started off so Mm -hmm. strong. (laughs) The pills really just like, because she's taking pills in her current life. Hasn't anyone told her that depression doesn't, doesn't just go away? It's your brain. It's not always situational like such a weird life to give up on and it's not the one that I I would have given up on 
No, especially because she seems like she has a decent relationship with her brother. Better than it was in real life. And her dad's alive. Yeah, her mom is dead, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure she was dead in her normal life too. She just died sooner. She just died sooner. And her dad cheated on her mom with this Russian woman. And I don't know. I think she's finally starting to see at this point. After the sister. Yeah, that maybe life's not worth giving up on yet it's like she knows that she has an infinity amount of different lives that she could look into but when she's in each one she just doesn't realize that and gives up of course until her next life yeah Yeah. which is the one that I'm pretty sure you got so upset over (laughs) with the exception of that one part how did you feel about the Norway life I had forgot that that was an option until they mentioned it again. I was like, oh yeah, that one career path that she thought about Mm -hmm. for a little bit. When she was in what, high school? Yeah. And like the very first chapter of that where she's talking to Ingrid and Ingrid is just Mm -hmm. super depressing. (laughs) Yeah, I really didn't know how to feel about Norway. I think this one was like one of the first that she was actually doing something for her. Yes. Which, I mean, we find out later that it was also really encouraged by her high school librarian. But at the same time, this is the first one where she was just like, oh, this was something that I wanted to do, not what somebody else told me to do. It was one of my least favorite before anything. It lasted a lot of chapters. Yeah. And it was kind of boring. And I know a lot happens in it and it shouldn't be boring, but it was kind of boring for me. Even the scene with the polar bear. Okay. I laughed at that. The two chapters with the polar bear. I laughed so hard because I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like I get the point. I understand what it's there for, but it's so dumb. I know. (laughs) And then she realizes she wants to live. Which can I say how cliche that is? Because a lot of times people are depressed and they have a near-death experience. They realize they don't actually want to die. They really just want to end Mm -hmm. the suffering. And death seems like the easiest way out, but it's not. And so Mm -hmm. I understand the point of it. But the way she gets out of that situation with her frying pan, her saucepan. It was something in a ladle. Yeah, a ladle and that a she was banging together. Yeah, the saucepan and the ladle, just banging and screaming at the polar bear. I mean, they gave her a gun and said, "Shoot it yeah, before it well, kills you, if you see one." But <laughs> the librarian knows what happens in these lives. Why would she put her in a life knowing that she could very mm-hmm. well die? I mean, I'm assuming that she knows she won't die, but she knows she could die. She's already said that if you die in the, in the life, you're dead. Why Mm -hmm. would she put her in a life knowing that she could die? If she wants her to make the decision to live, why is that an option? It seems that way, but I don't know. I guess it's more of, she has to make the choice of what she wants to do and see which Mm -hmm. way each one takes her. Like if the librarian knows that she is for sure going to die, I'm sure she would try Mm -hmm. to discourage Mm -hmm. her taking that route, but it's one of those things I guess Nora just has true. to see for herself, especially with this one, because that was one of the things that she kept thinking about 
in her mm-hmm. real life is she gave up that career path that was so important to her when she was in high school. This is the first one the librarian actually tells her to look into, isn't it? Like this librarian, because she chooses Dan for herself. She comes up with the I don't know. Maybe it was because she had been through that whole, I'm ready to give up. And she knew putting her near that near-death experience might actually give her the push to want to live. I guess because if she knows what's going to happen, she knows she wouldn't actually die. Yeah. There were a lot of chapters for this life, and I was not into this there life. was. Especially at the end of this life. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I did pick out of this one is she kind of goes through the whole internal rambling that maybe, and this is, again, where she's kind of mm-hmm. blaming somebody else. She had the whole thought. Her mom had passed away, and her mom had gone through some failures and stuff before she died. And maybe it was in her DNA that she had to fail. And maybe it was the expectations to achieve that everybody else put on her that she failed in the first place. So again, she's still not owning up to anything. She's still trying to blame everybody else. And yeah, the goals in life are important, but she put as much pressure on herself as other people Mm -hmm. did, if not more so. Why can she not accept that? She's definitely going to have to stop thinking about other people's feelings and impacts on her as much. She's going to have to learn how to be her own person mm-hmm. and to take right. control of her life. Take some responsibility. Good grief. It's life. It's not easy. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's like she takes one step forward and then two steps backward. Like I know her book of regrets is getting smaller or whatever, but is it actually? Because she keeps mentioning things like, no, she hasn't mentioned her cat, yeah. but she's, Dan has come, came up. Why did she still on about Dan? Dan was a jerk. Why did she look him up as a swimmer where she never met him? Why does she care? You I don't left him. It. You didn't want to be I with really him. Don't. You left. It was your decision and you saw what it was you like. You realized that he was a horrible person in multiple lives. Like one of them that comes up, we haven't got to yet. When she is a rock star, he stalks her. Like Dan is a horrible person. It's been years. How long has it been since she, two years? Something like that, I think. How are you still thinking about an ex two years after? When he was not a good guy, you saw what it was like to be with him. Mm -mm. There's no reason. No. Sometimes people are put in your life to be awful and to teach you a lesson. He obviously was put in your life to be awful and to teach you a lesson. And he did not because you didn't learn it. Right. I don't know what lesson he taught you, um, but neither does she, obviously. (laughs) Like, I'm not really sure what he was supposed to teach. Like, I was understanding this way more in the beginning, but it's become so repetitive. I'm kind of like, why are we still seeing lives that are random? Mm -hmm. Well, there's one I don't know. I kind of, yeah, we're starting to get to the point, and we do towards the end of what we read, where all the big things are out of the way. So it's all these like big what ifs that she had. She's finally getting over all that. But at this point in the game, she's still trying to get through well, them all. I've gotten through them. I'm ready for her too, also. <laughs> I think she's just hard headed and she has to have these repetitive lessons because she's just not getting it. It's the same thing over and over, but she's just not getting it. Which is why this continues to read like a motivational book to me. There are so many (laughs) scenes where I'm like, she's literally 
a motivational speaker right now. She's more of a motivational speaker in most of the chapters than she was when she was an actual motivational yes, speaker. Yes, and I just, I'm just like, this book has a very obvious lesson that it's trying to teach you. It's just a big old therapy session in one book, but it's not a good therapy session. <laughs> it doesn't get you anywhere. It's like the therapist is telling you circles. the answer. You're supposed to learn the answer. Personally, it feels to me like I am the therapist, like I'm sitting out of the book. And while that can mm-hmm. be a really useful tactic because it makes people see like, why aren't you understanding? But people don't put mm-hmm. themselves in these situations. And unless the chapter is like, you're Nora, that's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not going to apply this. I'm yeah. a little past where Nora is in her journey. But right. if I wasn't, I would still see it. And I still would not apply it because I'm a spiteful person. Yes. And that is just the I truth. That and are. a lot of people who have mental <laughs> illnesses are spiteful people. That's what your mental illness yeah. does to you because it makes your brain the way it does. I guess that there just has to be a certain spot in your journey that this book just hits for. And I am not in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure where you have to be to be in it obviously past the stage where you're not super suicidal because this would trigger you and make you more depressed really well not at the point where you are going out of your own way to get help I feel like they're at the point where they're like keeping it all inside maybe and maybe this is just supposed to make you want to go get help it doesn't make me want to go get help no (laughs) no it does not okay so what I'm anticipating most is hearing your thoughts on Hugo (laughs) (laughs) one is dumb why okay I understood him being there to tell her about the midnight library at this Mm -hmm. point I'm not into this book for the lore of the midnight library I've kind of understood that once you die you go here they told us that in like one of the in the very first chapter you meet the midnight library um so I'm not sure why exactly he is telling us about how this library works it's not a series I'm not super interested in the world building. And then Mm. why? What reason (laughs) was there? In one life, we're married. I did think. And then they have Okay, yeah. Leslie. And it was disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, oh, maybe some romance fell into this book and this is her true love and she decided that she wants to go see a life where she's married to Hugo no maybe she was going to choose a life where she's in a relationship with someone no obviously there are relationships in the lives that she's chosen or she will be choosing but so far she has not chosen a life that directly goes to the relationship I would assume that would have followed immediately after personally because I'm like why did they mention this I did think it was interesting to see that there are other people that are going through this with their own like midnight library I was a little interested I thought that was cool and if they had continued with it and told us more about it and maybe they will further in the Mm -hmm. book but it just feels weird to not immediately follow up with it why mention it and then not mention it again. The world building was a little interesting, and I would have been fine if she had just met him as a mentor or someone to explain it to her. But then he drops the whole, yeah, in one life, we were married. (laughs) Like, what? Why would you? Why? Is that, like, foreshadowing that he's going to be a bigger part of this? I don't don't know. I did love the fact that when they kissed that's when she went back to the life yes, like after <laughs> she had library. that I was like oh did he go back to his too so I'm a little curious is she gonna meet him again 
I don't know how, because he doesn't know her and he wouldn't know how to find her unless he was like, bring me a life to where I am with her or whatever. But that doesn't mean that he's going to be at the one that she's at. Mm-hmm. It could be his version of her. Yeah, and she's not going to know it in her life. So, I don't know. It should be interesting to see what the last bit has. If they do not bring more world building into this book, they do not bring Hugo into this book, or they do not bring another, what do they call it, a slider? Yeah. That was a waste of my time. Yes, I definitely wanted it more was on a that. Romance. It would be one thing. If they put more into the sci-fi or fantasy aspect, that would be another thing. But we're over halfway through this book. This is the first time we've even heard that they have a name for themselves. Anyways, no, yeah, that <laughs> was, I think that had dropped the book maybe to a 2.5. At some point, that one dropped me a star for sure. But some point in the rating, it had dropped me another 0.5. I don't remember yeah. if it already happened or if it's coming, but I'm very curious to see how I end my rating for this. Book. I did find the whole explanation of the multiverse thing very boring. And maybe that's just because I'm not a physics person and I have no cares about science and all that other than like, oh yeah, it's pretty cool, I guess. But that whole dialogue with them talking about that was just so I love sci-fi it was boring (laughs) I imagine the plots of this book just being everything is in a circular ball and then there's a little marble inside and they're just shaking this ball and whatever it lands on that's what they put in the book and it doesn't doesn't make sense I'm all for books that the plot just doesn't connect it's all over the place but you have to go in with that it has to be a storytelling technique. And for this one, it is not. And I can't even mm-hmm. say it's lazy writing because the yeah. person, I, I feel like they put a lot of effort into this book and a lot of people love this book. I don't know why, because to me, mm-hmm. it's terrible. No offense to the author. I <laughs> doubt he's listening, but if he is, I'm very sorry for my very brutal feedback. Or to anyone who loved this book, they, yeah, I just don't get it. Like, I get it, but I don't. I feel like mentally healthy people mm. that read this love it because they're getting, like, a view, quote unquote, of what it's like to have this mental illness. If you've actually lived it, you know it's not accurate. If you want a view, some things are. Read The Bell Jar. This is just an experience that I know and I understand, but I didn't live it the way she's living it, even yeah. in like my worst times. Where I was in a really bad place. It was not this. It was different. No. Now, I've been in the situation and, you know, the place in my life before where Mm -hmm. I felt like a complete failure. I wasn't living up to anybody's expectations and I was just Mm -hmm. ready to give it all up. Yes, I've been there. It's been years since I've been there and I feel like I've grown a lot, but. I was also a teenager when I was feeling like that. And teenagers may think they know everything, but they really don't. (laughs) And so looking back, even I can admit that, yeah, while in that moment, I was feeling very depressed and very much like, okay, I'm ready for everything to be over. Now I'm just like, there was so much more I could have looked at. So I kind of, I kind of get the gist of it. Like I can see where she was like, okay. I'm not needed by anybody. I'm not living up to anybody's expectations. That's it. It's over. And now she's like, oh, well, I'm realizing now there are other things that I could look at Mm -hmm. as, you know, having worth. 
but at the same time, that's not coming over very well. We are not hearing her monologue near as much. It's way more about the different lives that she's living and we're seeing the events. I want to hear more about what she's feeling Mm -hmm. and I want to I want yeah. to be on her side when she decides that she wants to keep living. We got the, she just, she doesn't want to die. Mm-hmm. She's realized that she doesn't want to die. And we kind of heard her internal yeah. monologue a little bit like, oh my God, I'm getting ready to die. There's a bear coming at me. Yeah. I feel like it should have covered it a little bit more. And it was very vague. And I, I think that's why I didn't yeah. like those chapters that much because it just, it was long, but it felt rushed at the exact same time. It introduced so many things and didn't go into Mm -hmm. it introduced a lot and went over a lot of things that were just basically pointless yes that's the biggest issue like they're putting a lot of detail into things that are just pointless it's just the same thing over and over and I don't it doesn't feel like there's much development we hear about the development because things are changing but we don't feel the development we hear that the book of regrets is shrinking but we don't see her processing like, oh, you know, that wasn't really a regret. Or if it was, it's something that I got over because I realized that right. it had meaning. Like there was a reason for it. So that's mm-hmm. really what we're missing here. I don't know if it's going to go over it more later or if it's ever going to go over it. But there are versions of herself that have already died. I'm assuming they have went here or they went to a similar thing. Did ev- any of them ever try on her life? Mm-hmm. I would love to hear more about about that. I don't think it's going to cover it because it's not really about that. Yeah. Because it's not really written as a sci-fi or a fantasy. I'm still not sure which direction they're trying to go. Honestly, seems more sci-fi to me because they've introduced like the physics of it, but the concept seems more fantasy. Like it's a magical library. Yeah. Or a magical VHS shop. (laughs) Whatever you choose. Whatever you choose. What would yours be? Mm. I mean, I kind of want to say a bookstore just because that's my obsession, but I don't know. Because like these are all meaningful places. No, mine would probably be a library, honestly, because in high school, I was part of the library theater group and I spent so much time at the library. Like that was basically my second home. So yeah, mine would probably be a library too. Do you know who would be the person who's giving out your books? I think my grandma on my dad's side would be my person because she was very Mm -hmm. present when it came to raising me, but I don't know where we would be. Mm -hmm. I would think the library because that's where we spent a lot of time together. Strip into the library all the time. If I had to choose somebody, I would say it would probably be one of my best friends Mm. and who was also my college roommate because she's one of these that, you know, tells it like it is. And there were quite a few times in my life where she had to tell me like it was and get me back on the right track. Yeah. And you've been together yeah. for a long time. I've known her for a good while now. And she's always the one that I go to when I need like hardcore advice, because I know she, like I said, she's going to tell mm-hmm. it like it is no sugarcoating it or whatever. She'll straight up tell it to me to my face. Like a few weeks after meeting her, she looked at me one day and she's like, you're brainwashed. Very brutally honest. (laughs) Very hard. (laughs) But um, how did you feel about the romance? I didn't see it coming. I kind of felt like it was pointless. I'm all for romance. Like I love it. But at this point, I'm just like, did they really just do that? What the heck? 
I probably would have been on board for it more if it hadn't been for the fact that when they kissed, yeah, well, she they left. kissed and then they went into his room. And then it was over. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Why was that in there? Even the person that's obsessed with romance says that. Well, that means pointless. you know it's pointless. So that's bad. <laughs> that's really bad. Yes. Her life was finally over. And then she went into the life that I've been waiting for. Finally, the music life. It took us until 38 chapters, but we finally made it. And it there. was slightly disappointing. It was. I had such high hopes. I really thought that it would be more meaningful, but it didn't do anything for her. She chose her brother. That didn't work, obviously. Right. And I feel like that's kind of a reoccurring Uh thing with fame is all these people get into it thinking, oh yeah, this is going to change my life, which it does. But they're like, this is going to change my life for the better. And it's going to be so awesome and great. And I'm just going to love it all. And then they, you know, finally, if they do get famous, they're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. There's a lot more negatives that come along with it than I anticipated. Always greener on the other side. Which also that didn't really make sense to me why they put that in there for her specifically. Yeah. Because she already had those doubts, which is one of the biggest reasons why she didn't choose to go with the band in the first place was because she's like, it's not going to be what I want. It's not going to make me happy. Everyone kept telling her that she was afraid of life. And then she kept mentioning in multiple lives that she didn't have any music here. She was not doing anything musical. I thought she would go into this music life. She would be fulfilled. She's writing songs. She loves it. It would not be the regret of not going. It was more the regret of being scared to not go. I was hoping that the person that she was here would be happier. Obviously, I knew that she was not going to be happy because she has depression, regardless of where she is. But I I did want her to be happier. Like yes. I was hoping that she would. Yeah, because music was such a big part of multiple lives. Like she either listened to music to be happy. She listened to music music. to do this. She was writing songs or writing poems to make her happy. It was in so many lives. And then she gets into the life specifically for music and the band. And it's I understand the point of the brother, but at the same time, I don't understand the point. Okay, lesson learned. She's not going to ever be with her brother. That was really disappointing for me because her brother was a big part of the band and the re- one of the reasons why the band started. And then she chooses the band and her brother assumed did. that she would go into this life and things would not be great with her brother. Her brother is into many things. And so that's not really changing. I was really hoping that she would find a life where he doesn't quite as much obviously this is her life not his so he's not going to change that much but I why kill him off and maybe it's because each of these choices has to do with some someone else and she eventually is going to choose a choice that has to do with her and she'll be so much happier okay but one of the things that I have noticed in all Mm -hmm. these lives where she's choosing somebody else first their Mm -hmm. choices still correlate with her original life So all of these lives are being influenced by these other people's choices where her brother resented her. Mm -hmm. That's going to be his same view through all these lives. If he had made a different choice, then all these lives that she's looking at now would have different outcomes. So that's one of those things, like you said, when she starts choosing herself, 
maybe things will be happier because she's not letting anybody else's outside Mm -hmm. influence her life. I like the idea that eventually she'll choose for herself and she'll be happier, but I'm really hoping that in the life where she's happier, she's taking steps to work on her mental illness. Because to me, this does not seem like a situational mental illness. Mm -hmm. It seems like one that your brain is causing, not something that your environment caused. So far, what we've seen from it is basically it's your choices that influence your life. Other people's reactions Mm -hmm. can't influence you to make you happier. Like you have to choose yourself. So, you know, if we continue with that trend, we'll be good. Yeah, every chapter, I'm less and less sure of how he's going to paint this picture. Mm-hmm. And they end that chapter with her tweet. You can have everything and feel nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, there was one poem in a chapter that I really liked, and it was the one, Fire. Yes. I thought it was funny because she was posting poetry yeah. in another one also. It was her Australia life, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. But she posted this one and it says she had a fire inside her. She wondered if the fire was to warm her or destroy her. Then she realized a fire had no motive. Only she could have that. The power was hers. So, you know, she's kind of starting. Apparently in this life, she's realized it's you that has to choose how you let things affect you. So it's good that in one life she realizes that. Now if she takes that on with her will be in good standing well her australian life i feel like she had made a lot of work like Mm -hmm. good work towards her mental health after everything that happened both of these lives she kind of had people that she wanted to choose them for but both these lives she Mm -hmm. also kind of wanted to do i'm glad that she is like experiencing Mm -hmm. things that are a little bit more adventurous that are following things that she's actually interested in and i hope Mm -hmm. that that continues i hope she gets to see more things even regardless of where she ends up yeah and as sporadic as this book has been there's no guessing which way it's going to go Mm -mm, absolutely not I love it in this life and her other life she had a tattoo that was mentioned yeah it seems like this is the sort of life that she maybe she'll like connect the dots that this is the kind of life that she is probably the happiest in Mm-hmm. they're very similar they're like opposite yeah. sides of the same coin I feel like and one she wasn't famous she both mm-hmm. of these had deaths one has to do with her swimming one has to do with well not really swimming but she was swimming in it she was yeah swimming for fun though and mm-hmm. this one she was doing music so it's just like a formula for these chapters and I like the parallels between the two yeah I'm hoping there's another one where she's writing and she's mm-hmm. doing something that she likes yeah, for fun. And not something that was kind of forced on her. The interview was interesting. She again has her motivational speaker talk. Yep. How fun. <laughs> Did not love that. Interview. Well, again, it goes back to the whole, she has no idea what's going on in that particular person's head. So she's having right. to make up all this stuff on the spot and she's completely overwhelmed. And Very impressive just outing off whatever comes out because she has no clue what to say. I mean, she even mentioned, she's like, I don't know over 50% of the people in the band that I'm supposed to be talking about. Like, I think it's very interesting that she finds out about these deaths the worst way possible. She is very strong despite her being considered weak and she's learned so many lessons and obviously not clicking fast. Um, 
Like she's not fighting them super hard. I mean, she is. I don't know isn't. if it's necessarily that she's strong as much as she's good mm-hmm. at playing it off. I don't know how. I mean, she was doing pretty good putting up a face in her normal life, even being as depressed as she was. That's true. Like she was pretty good at keeping it bottled inside. So I don't know. I feel like if she had really processed it and got emotional over it, it would have been more character growth instead of just shutting everything down. Yeah. I'm, I want to see her mm-hmm. emotions show more instead of keeping everything inside because right. that's super unhealthy. But also every time she leaves a life where she does something that I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I always just think about the person who was at, like mm-hmm. the, the her that was there with these things to deal with. Uh, like the argument with Dan. Mm-hmm she's going to come back or where she gave that Ted talk. That was not at all what she had planned. And she's going to come back and have to deal with those consequences yeah. that Nora left her. It was like, somebody was already telling her in that, that way. I'm so sorry about what happened in this place. And now people are going to be like, I'm so sorry for this breakdown you had here. <laughs> that doesn't seem very fair to me. The book doesn't mm-hmm. seem that fair to me at all. So after we see the fame life, we go back to the library and that's when the librarian starts talking to her. She's like, okay, you've been over pretty much all of your big regrets now. So let's see what happens when you just make one little change. Doesn't really have any significance, just, you know, small choice. Right. And she decides to go for the um, animal shelter Mm -hmm. instead of the music shop. Which yeah. was interesting. I thought it, I didn't like ending on yeah. that chapter. I don't think it that life is over though. There, yeah. Oh no, there's there's still more, I'm hoping. But Dylan is interesting. Dylan is the type of boy like that I describe as having golden retriever energy. And I love those. Those are my favorite types of boys. I feel like that would be a life that I would be very mm-hmm. interested in having. But she doesn't seem very interested. interested she's seen in all these it. like big adventurous lives that she could have lived. And now she's just like, this is kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she wants to go back to her little small town life. And that's mm-hmm. perfectly okay. Also, Dylan, Mm-mm. she doesn't know him, even though they lived in the same town. They went to school together and for years. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about eh. this one yet. Yeah. I don't know how I'm feeling. We literally, um, we literally just got there he seems like a nice guy Mm -hmm. and we're getting towards the end of the book it kind of makes me wonder since we are getting towards the end and now we're starting to see you know her making these one small little changes do you think that she's going to end up staying in one of the lives that she picks in the library or going back to her original life I think she's going to go back to her original life Mm -hmm. because in every life something has been a way that she hasn't liked Mm -hmm. people have been dead she she wasn't really where she wanted to be this life she's going into now is similar enough that she could easily right like she doesn't have a job anymore she doesn't Mm -hmm. have the music shop she is at the spot in your life to change directions i mean she's still relatively young she's in her 30s isn't she yeah i think so you have so Mm -hmm. much life ahead of you you're, it's really never too late to start over. I I think. I mean, obviously, it's too late to be an Olympic yes. swimmer. No. Now you could go 
take swim classes mm-hmm. and enjoy the water. But, you know, you're not going to make a career out of that. I mean, I don't think she really wants to be a musician. I think she wants to play music. I don't think she wants to be a swimmer. I think she might want to swim. I think she should yeah. just have this as hobbies, mm-hmm. but in a smaller life. And maybe she can connect with Izzy again, or maybe she can make new mm-hmm. friends and meet new people. I don't know how I feel. I think that I'm going to end the book with a three out of five rating. Unless something major changes, I can see myself staying at like a 3.5. I'm kind of like you. I feel like she's going to go back to her original life, but with the realization that she can change things. Because one thing I noticed Mm -hmm. was she really didn't have any hobbies in her original life. It was go to work, teach this one kid piano, pick up medicine for her neighbor, go home. Like that was basically it. Like she doesn't read anymore. Her entire afterlife is a library and we have not seen a life where she actively Mm -hmm. reads or studies. She was a philosophy major in college and she's doing nothing with her degree. So that's what, that's what I want to see. That, that is what I'm the most shocked mm-hmm. that we have not seen. She has not done anything yeah. to do with what she studied for. But she talks about it all the time. And I don't understand like why. She talks about all these philosophers all and the things time. that they've said, but we haven't seen anything where she actually puts it into use. And I mean, I understand that philosophy is not necessarily like a field, really, that you can just yeah. so easily get Unless a job you teach for. it. Why doesn't she write yeah. a book about philosophy? Something along the lines with that. Now, One thing I want to happen is I want her to go back to her original life and take charge of it and take responsibility for the choices that she's made, whether they be good or bad, and realize that she can't care about what other people think. Like that whole ordeal with Ravi, where he just acted so mad at her because she dropped out of the band and it seemed like he blamed her for him not having money or whatever. I want her to look at him Mm -hmm. and tell him that, you know, you made your own choices. You're where you're at because of the choices you made, not because of me. Like, I want that to happen. All the characters that have had ill feelings for her have just wanted someone to blame for their own problems. Which is kind of human nature Um, to do. Like, it's hard to take responsibility for your own actions sometimes. It's very human. One of the first steps that you have to go through when you are working on yourself. So, I mean, it makes sense. But at the same time, like I said, I want her to be like, your life is because of your choices, not mine. I want her to just stop caring what everyone thinks. And do what makes her happy. And I, you know, I realized that when you are the person, like, obviously we can come up with Mm -hmm. all these things for her to do. But I'm hoping that in these lives, there are versions of her (laughs) that have found things that she can take from. And see... I personally think if she does end up going and staying into one of the book lives that she's looking at, then that would ruin it for me because it's basically saying, oh, well, you made the wrong choice. You can give up. If you had made this choice instead, it would have been okay. This book is like doing the opposite. It's like when I'm super depressed and I watch Bojack Horseman, it makes me more depressed. It gets me through it faster, but it puts me in such mm-hmm. a low place that yeah. to me, that's a form of self-harm. If you're watching mm-hmm. it when you are in such a bad place, it's a good show. I really like it, but like you're making yourself feel bad on purpose because you yeah. don't want to It's feel like happy. that show 13 Reasons Why, if you are the least bit suicidal and you watch that, yeah. it's not going to go over well. That show... No. 
it had good intentions, but it was just executed very badly for people struggling with mental health. The scene when she kills herself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not a good thing. And it, the whole show basically glorified suicide. I understand that you need to make things known, um, which is why mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of representation in books, because mm-hmm. it makes things more normal. and People can talk about them and there's a sense of understanding, but you don't need to paint such negative pictures all the time. You can tell good stories about people with depression where they've worked through it. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's a place for these stories, but there's a way for them. And this, because really all I'm thinking about is I would love to see what Mm -hmm. lives I chose. And that is an awful thing. I mean, even me not being in a depression, I look through this and I'm like, what if I changed that? What if I had done this instead? What if I had went here to college? What if I had went there for this job? What if I had stayed here? And I'm like, is this really the life that I chose? Could it be better? Which honestly, me personally, I'm like, I'm living my best life right now and I'm loving where I'm at. So obviously, yes, I've made the best decisions, but you know, it still makes you think about it. Yeah, I'm very happy with my life. Obviously, it could be better. Everyone's mm-hmm. life could be better at some point. But I don't have regrets. And I still just mm-hmm. want to see what the other options would be. And like, there's only one way to get into that yeah. library. And again, it wouldn't be quite as bad if there was a trigger warning at the beginning mm-hmm. of the book or something that said, this is fiction. This is not real. Do not do this. There are so many works of fiction that have made people do things because they started to believe it. Somebody that was in like a very, very bad place could easily see this as something they needed to do. I just don't understand why this book was hyped up so much. I have not, I've seen nothing Mm -hmm. super negative about it, except for some reviews, like as I was like just scrolling to see what people thought. Yeah. A majority of people really liked it. And I just, I just want to know why. Are we trying to be too critical Are we not seeing inside of the book that they saw? (laughs) This is just how I read. And maybe if I didn't have depression, I wouldn't think this way. But I do. And I feel like this book is supposed to be for me. Someone with depression. a very good job. (laughs) But it's not. Not, no. Um, It's fine. It's fine. I really hope this book turns around. I will not be recommending it to anyone though. No, I will recommend them to listen to the podcast and see what we had to say about it. But as far as actually reading it, uh, no. (laughs) And then they can make their own decision. Yes. You listen to us. And if you think that you will be fine reading it, feel free. Here is Uh, your warnings on why you probably shouldn't. Join us next week to hear the conclusion of the Midnight Library, where we see whether or not our predictions for the end of this book will come true. We will be discussing chapters, Why Want Another Universe, If This One Has Dogs, Through How It Ends. You can also check out our Instagram page, Two Covers, One Book, for updates on what we're reading. Thanks for listening. Bye!